For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome into this edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast, Believe Podcast, the network for professionals. Ryan Stone here with you with the second episode of the week. Another special guest joining me. It is Phil Steele, who puts out the uh, the college football preview magazine every year, the most reliable college football preview magazine uh, season after season. Phil, first of all, uh, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, a real pleasure, Ryan. Looking forward to it. Uh, just to uh, to start off, I know that when you're doing this magazine, you talk to a ton of coaches and a ton of people in college athletics to to get the information you need. Obviously, so I, I'm just kind of curious. I guess what's the with with COVID nineteen and everything that's going on right now? What's the the overall sense of of having a season or having a delayed season or or anything along those lines? Well, you know, I talked to. Uh, about 110 of the 130 head coaches out there and uh, you know heading into the calls I was wondering what they what it was going to be like and as it turns out the coaches are pretty much uh, next man up philosophy in other words those that didn't get spring practice are like you know what we'll be okay we had the offseason conditioning uh, you put the ball in the field we'll be ready to play so I think all the coaches have that mindset they're gearing up for the football season and they're 100% ready to play uh, should they put the ball on the field. And I, I think they will, Ryan. I think we're going to play some football this year. I certainly hope that's the uh, the case. I know uh, I know you do uh, as well. But uh, starting out, obviously, on uh, on Tobacco Road, I, I guess when it comes to those four teams, uh, the most hype is around uh, around UNC this season. Uh, when you look at, uh, at UNC uh, heading into this season, what do, you, uh, what do you see for the Tar Heels? Well, first of all, heck of a job by Mac Brown last year. And let's face it, Larry Fedora's last two years a little snake bit, uh, injury-wise and things like that. But Mac Brown came in, turned it around, and how about those final three games, three blowouts, including uh, NC State in the bowl game over Temple. And now this year, he's got a much more experienced team. You know, last year North Carolina was number 103 on my experience chart. So brand-new head coach, not very experienced. This year they jump up to number 30 on my experience chart. They've got a quarterback in Sam Howell, who is clearly one of the nation's best. I mean, this guy was highly ready coming out of high school and lived up to that hype. He's accurate, tough, driven, uh, and he is a guy that last year uh, hit 62% of his passes with 38 touchdowns, just seven interceptions. The backfield, 
loaded. Michael Carter, Javante Williams, uh, even Josh Henderson, they're loaded back there. The receiving core looks really solid. Uh, Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, Bo Corrales, they're all back. All the top receivers, offensive line, solid once again, led by Marcus McKeithen. They've got uh, four starters back up front. Defensively, a veteran unit with Chaz Surratt. I think when you look at North Carolina, they're a team that came within the two-point conversion of beating Clemson last year, for crying out loud. I feel, Ryan, that the Coastal Division is the most improved division in college football. And last year, you could argue that the ACC had a down year, and it was. I rate them the sixth-best conference in college football. It was Clemson, the Grand Canyon, and who was the second-best team in the ACC? Tough to figure out. This year, I think it's a lot closer. All the, the top teams in the Coastal, I think, can, can stay up there and play with Clemson. I, I think the ACC is the most approved conference in college football. And North Carolina is one of those uh, uh, flag-bearing teams. I, I guess when you look at them in the, uh, in the Coastal, how do, they, how do they stack up? How do you see them, uh, them finishing this, uh, this season? I think the Coastal is going to be a great battle, but I picked North Carolina number one. I mean, when you look at them, they're my number three surprise team in the country a non-top-10 team that I think has a chance for contending for it. And uh, I'm pretty pumped about the chances North Carolina. They may be the second most talented in- team in the ACC this year. I-, I guess when you look at the uh, you know the-, the inroads that Mac Brown is making in recruiting, uh, obviously making a lot of noise. I, you know, currently, I think has the number three rated class in the in the country, depending on what uh, what ranking system you look at. How how much how many more years, I guess, like that does UNC need to have before they can catch Clemson? In your opinion, uh, maybe maybe just even one more. I, I like what Mac Brown's done here. I like the talent. And I don't think Larry Fedora did a bad job with talent either. Like I said, his last two years I, I felt was a little snake bit. But Mac Brown's come in, got it rolling, and uh, and like you said, the recruiting classes have been amazing. It's a very talented North Carolina team, and they showed last year they could play with Clemson. Yeah, they certainly did. No question about it. Again, talking to uh, to Phil Steele, his uh, 2020 college football preview magazine uh, now available. Uh, staying there in the uh, in the coastal, uh, when you look at the uh, the NC State Wolfpack and uh, head coach Dave Doran this uh, this fall, uh, what do you see for the Wolfpack? Yeah, now NC State playing in the uh, you know the Atlantic. I don't see they're going to win the Atlantic because they're playing in the same division as Clemson, but. Uh, North Carolina State made my number four most improved team in the country. And they've got a lot of factors working for them this year. You go back to one of my favorite sections in the magazine, which is the stock market indicator. Uh, and they are very high on the stock market indicator after having nine wins each of the previous two years, slumping to four and eight last year. And I felt probably uh, the biggest factor was uh, quarterback play and injuries last year. Injuries on defense really hurt this team. Well, those injuries are going to help them this year. A lot of players gain starting experience at return, which makes them fairly deep on the defensive side of the ball. And offensively, let's get that quarterback position worked out. You know, Devin Leary, Bailey Hockman both returned this year. Uh, Ty Evans is there. It was a really good scout team quarterback last year. So they've got some talent at the quarterback position. I think they'll get better play. They're definitely more experienced at that position than they were heading into last year. Uh, Bam Knight, Ricky Person, a running back, are solid. The offensive line looks really good. You've got five guys up front that uh, could all contend for uh, you know conference honors. I think they've got a talented offensive line. And the receiving core brings back the top guys as well. So it's an NC State team that took a dip last year, uh, opened up the year 4-2, and two, and then lost their last six games. 
I think it's a bounce back year for the Wolfpack, and uh, I think they'll be in contention for that second place spot in the Atlantic this year. Yeah, I know a lot of Wolfpack fans will be uh, be excited to hear that. No question. I, you know, looking at their uh, their schedule, uh, I guess one game that kind of jumps out in the non conference is they take on Mississippi State and uh, and Mike Leach. Uh, what are your kind of expectations for when they match up with Mississippi State? I have NC State favored in that game, and let me give you the reasons why. Now, Mike Leach is a heck of a coach and a great guy to talk to as well. Uh, but he is completely taking a team and transforming it. In other words, Mississippi State's been a team that's been built on the run game. Quarterback run, 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 and they've had one of the higher percentages of the run game in college football for a non-option team. Mike Leach comes in, and he's switching them up to a pure pass offense. I mean, Every year, Mike Leach throws the football more than any other coach in the country. So the offensive line has to learn new schemes, pass blocking schemes, the quarterback, complete switch. They do bring in Costello from Stanford, which is a plus. He knows passing offense. They do have some receivers. But generally, a transition like that, even with spring practice, is going to be about a two-year transition. Now to run the fact they didn't have any spring practice. I think they're going to be a very slow starting team this year probably a rebuilding year for Mississippi State. So I've got NC State favored in that game. I think they win it, and uh, I like the situation NC State's in, especially at home. Yeah, it would certainly be a uh, be a big win to start the year for, uh, for NC State, no question about it. Uh, another team that had a pretty good year last year, they kind of ended it on a little bit of a sour note, uh, Wake Forest. Uh, how, first of all, how, how big of a loss is, uh, is losing Jamie Newman to, uh, to Georgia for, uh, for Wake Forest this season? Uh, you know, the, the remarkable thing there was two years ago uh, at Wake, uh, Jamie Newman got beat out by Sam Hartman as the starting quarterback. So talking to Coach Clawson, he's got all the faith in the world over uh, or with Sam Hartman. You know, Hartman came in at 172 pounds, and now he weighs 210. He's older, more mature, and probably ready, more ready to start than he was even back in eighteen. Uh, when he started the first nine games and then broke his leg and allowed Jamie Newman on the field. So he's uh, Coach Clawson, very confident Sam Hartman. Doesn't feel there'll be much of a drop-off at all. And, you know, a big reason for the, the reason that Wake dropped off at the end of the last year was the key injuries that they had. They lost their top two wide receivers to injury and then two of their top defensive players to injury as well. And I think that really affected them down the stretch. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, what do you see for the uh, for the Demon Deacons uh, in the in the Atlantic uh, Division uh, this fall? Well, Coach Clawson always finishes higher than where I predict them every year. So I think I've got them fourth or fifth there, and they only have three returning starters on offense. My biggest question mark with Wake this year is the offensive line. I mean, they had a veteran unit last year. They only have one starter back on the offensive line. But the defense is going to be solid. Boogie Basham at defensive end. One of the best defensive players in the entire country. Nasir Green at strong safety is outstanding. As I mentioned, I've got confidence in Sam Hartman. Sage Surratt's back at wide receiver. So there's a lot of positives. How quickly that offensive line together is going to be the key. But once again, if you follow Wake Forest, you know Dave Clawson's doing a heck of a job there. And every year they finish higher than I predict them. So, you know, me picking them fourth or fifth in the Atlantic means they're probably finished second or third. They'll be up there, <laughs> even with the new offensive line. I know Wake Forest fans uh, certainly be uh, be thrilled to, uh, to hear that, especially with uh, after losing uh, Jamie Newman. Again, we're talking to, uh, to Phil Steele, uh, 
puts out the most accurate college football pre- pre- preview magazine each year. It is now uh, available. Uh, so one more team on Tobacco Road to get to. Obviously, what do you what do you project for uh, for Coach Cutcliffe and the Duke Blue Devils uh, in the Coastal this fall? Well, I got seven starters back, both offense and defense. And I like what they did at quarterback, bringing in Chase Bryce from Clemson. Uh, Bryce is a guy that, uh, you know, he basically won that uh, game against Syracuse uh, two years ago, kept him in the national championship drive. And he's a quarterback that's got the size at 6'3", 225. He's got the passing ability. So I think Chase Bryce is a really nice addition at the quarterback spot. They bring back Deion Jackson. At running back, uh, it's a veteran offensive line, and the defense has uh, plenty of talent. Now, as mentioned, the Coastal, I think, the most improved division in college football. So is Duke going to make that big of a jump? I don't know. I think we've got four teams in the Coastal that are very capable of contending for it. Uh, those teams would be North Carolina, who we talked about, Miami of Florida, Pitt, and Virginia Tech. I think Duke's a little step behind them, but we'll see uh, a Duke team that – you know, Dick, Coach Cutcliffe usually has his team in a bowl. They've been in a bowl five of the last seven years, and uh, probably he'll have them contending for a bowl spot once again this year. Do you think? Uh, do you think all four Tobacco Road schools are in a bowl game uh, when we get to that time of the year? Yeah, the chances are definitely there for all four. And uh, that uh, you know, as long as uh, non-conference play is there, then I think all four have a great shot. Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly good news. Uh, no question about it. Uh, obviously, the, the crown jewel of the ACC. For the last you know five six seven years has been has been the Clemson Tigers. Uh, obviously, you know they're they're projected uh, to be the number one team in the country by uh, by most people. Who if there's a team in the ACC that's the biggest threat to Clemson, who is it this year? Uh, I'm going to go with, and I'm going to give you uh, the four teams in the coastal. Like I said, it is the most approved division out there. North Carolina is their biggest threat. But Miami's not far behind, Virginia Tech's not far behind, and Pitt's not far behind. In fact, Coach Narduzzi's already looking forward to playing in the ACC title game against Clemson and thinks he can beat them. So, I mean, we were talking about four really good teams in the Coastal that I think have closed the gap, and last year's Grand Canyon gap between Clemson and everybody else is now a lot closer. Clemson's still the best team in the ACC, naturally. Yeah, I picked them to make the playoff, and I feel they are the best team, led by Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, a running back. Uh, the defense looks outstanding. Uh, prob- I've rated them the number one defense line in the country. So this is a, a loaded Clemson team. But I think the uh, ACC championship game, no matter who the Coastal puts up over there, uh, will be pretty interesting. Yeah, certainly. The uh, That's certainly good news for the uh, for the rest of the ACC. I know, I know people are kind of getting tired of it being a, uh, like you said, a Grand Canyon size gap between Clemson and the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the conference. I, I, I know you also look at, uh, you know, draft potential for a lot of these guys. Uh, so when you look at uh, the four Tobacco Road schools, who are maybe, you know, the top two, three NFL prospects that you see from the Tobacco Road schools for, for, next, for the next NFL draft? Uh, well, I'm going to uh, start out with uh, maybe a player like Chaz Surratt, a linebacker for North Carolina. I think he's a guy that's going to come out. Uh, might be like the number two linebacker for the draft right now. So that's a nice place to start. And then they have a uh, lineman, but who I don't think will come out, but he's got that potential in uh, Marcus McKeithen uh, on the offensive line. For Miami of Florida, Gregory Rousseau at the defensive end is a, a – well, actually, we're talking tobacco road teams, so let's skip that one. Um, and 
take a look at uh, NC State and NC State. Um, I don't know if we've got anybody that's potential first round player there, but they definitely have talented players that can make it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna circle in on Chaz Surratt, who be my one guy that comes out and has that possibility to make it in the first round. Yeah, certainly a, a big-time player, big-time prospect, uh, no question about that. Uh, switching uh, for the last, the last question, or the last couple of questions to the, uh, to the national picture, uh, who do you think ends up uh, maybe being the Heisman Trophy winner or you know, a few of the, uh, the finalists uh, for this year? Uh, I've got, I'm going to go give you like five guys. Uh, first of all, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State turned down the NFL, opted to return. I think he's got a great shot there. you got to go with an Oklahoma quarterback, right? So I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler. He was my number one rated quarterback out of high school. It's his second year there. He got, the, he got on the field a little bit last year. was still able to redshirt. I think Spencer Rattler has a big year. How about Sam Ellinger, Texas? I mean, uh, I think Texas last year only had eight returning starters. This year they've got 16. Much more veteran team. Ellinger's a guy that can run and throw. But to me, the, the Heisman probably comes down to two quarterbacks. Uh, generally, if you're on an undefeated team at the end of the year with the chance to make the playoff and you're the quarterback, you got a good chance. And we got two quarterbacks that are the nation's best. Trevor Lawrence of Clemson. Uh, you know, and he's got off to a little bit of a slow start last year. I think he had eight interceptions the first seven games. Final seven games, 22 touchdown passes, zero interceptions. So you got to like that. We saw what he could do in the playoff two years ago. Trevor Lawrence, clearly a Heisman candidate. He'll be the first pick in next year's draft. And then Justin Fields of Ohio State. And i got to be honest with you, last year coming into the season, I wondered, can Justin Fields read defenses? We know he's a great athlete. We know he's got a great arm. How does he read defenses? Well, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, yeah, he can read defenses. <laughs> so with that, with that solved, and I think Ohio State's got a great shot of running the table, I think Justin Fields also has a great shot of winning the Heisman. Yeah, certainly, like you said, those certainly appear to be the top two guys and maybe even the top two guys for the next uh, NFL draft as well. So the college football playoff has become pretty vanilla uh, <laughs> as far as the teams that, uh, that usually make it. Is there any reason to think that this year it won't be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma in the college football playoff? Yeah, and those are the four I picked naturally, and it's, uh, it's pretty much a safe play to put those four up there. But, hey, Alabama didn't make it last year. It was LSU. So if you are looking for that surprise team, a non-top-10 team that can actually make the playoff, uh, I went with Texas A&M this year, and for a couple of reasons. When I was talking to Jimbo Fisher last year and going over the team with them, two things stood out. First of all, they had a hellacious schedule, and as it turned out, they played three number one ranked teams in the country. I don't remember the last time they ever did that. They played Clemson when they were number one ranked. They played Alabama when they were number one ranked. They played LSU when they were number one ranked. They also played the number four and the number eight ranked team. So that's five top ten teams, three number one teams in one season. The other thing that stood out was they had very few seniors on that team. And I told Coach Fisher last year, I go, Coach, I'm going to put you on my national cover next year because this year they've got everybody returning they've got 17 returning starters Kellen Mond the quarterback my number 12 rated offensive line number 11 rated defensive line they are loaded across the board he's done a great job recruiting for three years and then schedule wise they might play one top 10 team this year and probably zero number one teams so the schedule's a lot easier I rated number 66 there are much more experienced teams 17 returning starters and if you're looking for a team that could sneak in there and uh, upset the apple cart of the big boys, 
I'm going with Texas A&M as my number one surprise team. Yeah, that's certainly a, a good pick, as we know Jimbo Fisher can uh, can certainly coach. There is uh, no question about that. You know, I've been talking to uh, Phil Steele. He puts out the most accurate college football preview magazine each uh, year. Uh, Phil, before I let you go, just tell everybody where they can get the uh, get the new magazine at. Hey, I appreciate that, Ryan. Now, first of all, in past years, we've printed close to 200,000 magazines. This year, we're doing about 50,000 magazines, and it's a very limited distribution. If you're going out to the stores, don't bother going anywhere except Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. Those are the only two retailers selling the magazine this year. It's exclusive deals. Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, the only two places you can find it out in the stores. And you can also order it online, philsteel.com. If you go to philsteel.com and order it before 1 o'clock in the afternoon, we ship it out the same day. And it's sent priority mail, U.S. Post Office. So it's supposed to get there in one to three days. You'll have it in your hands very shortly. It's like getting 130 different media guides rolled into one. So Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, they'll be available starting July 24th. Might be some stores earlier. The only stores you can get it in. And then philsteel.com, that's S-T-E-E-L-E.com. Yeah, I can definitely verify for the uh, for the quick mail, by the way, real quick. I, I sent uh, an email on Friday about mine and got mine on Sunday. So there you go. It's, uh, it certainly gets here quick. There is uh, no question about that. Again, me and been talking to uh, to Phil Steele puts out the most accurate college football preview magazine year in and year out. Phil, appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us on the podcast today. Hey, a lot of fun talking football with you, Ryan, on Tobacco Road. Absolutely. Again, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Tobacco Road podcast. As always, you can download on Apple and Spotify and anywhere you get podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.